It's recruiting wrap-up Wednesday. We're going to get into everything Boston College has been doing on the recruiting trail. We're also going to go into the transfer portal and give you all the roster moves that have been flowing on Tuesday. All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. All right, let's get into recruiting news. This is the subject I love talking the most with you about because it's something that we don't get a chance to talk about all that often. So I wanted to get into what coaches have kind of stood out so far in the class of 2023 because BC has a new group of offensive coaches basically all up and down the line. And you get the usual gang of suspects on defense. So just looking at the offers that have been going out, what coaches have really started to uh, make connections? And the first name that pops up for me is, as always, Azar Abdul-Rahim, their defensive backs coach slash associate um, head coach. He's always doing great. And every, it seems like every recruit is somehow connected to Azar Abdul-Rahim because whether it's defensive back, an athlete, the DMV area, he is just associated with tons of players. And he's already landed one, Brian Sims, the defensive end from St. Francis in Maryland. Azar Abdul-Rahim, he's the one that got Boston College in the door there. So he is obviously going to be the number one recruiter in my eyes uh, so far. But we joke about it on this podcast a name that I'm interested to see how he lands, but I can't get a gauge on what he's doing yet, is Coach Googs, the d- offensive line. Dave DeGuglielmo, you know, he obviously has uh, started to build a cult following with his uh, Twitter stuff with the big dogs, but he's starting to offer some really interesting uh, tra- uh, offensive linemen in in the class of 2023. And none bigger than Raymond Polito, a uh, 6'7", 350-pound offensive lineman from California. And, uh, you know, it, getting a guy like that, he, I know he just a- offered another guy, Brandon Solis from a powerhouse program, Lipscomb Academy. Again, I'm telling you, so that's two powerhouse programs that Googs is trying to get into uh, that kind of impressed me. And then... Another powerhouse program, one that we haven't talked about in a while, St. Thomas Aquinas. Now, Boston College has had players from that school. I want to say Wyatt Ray went there. Now, they ha- that's, a, that's a good program. And they offered um, another offensive lineman, Ryan Mickow, on Tuesday. So you're seeing a lot of these names starting to pop up. And Coach Googs is going to try. And I'm, I'm interested to see what he lands. But... Uh, he's his name's popping up a lot, so I think that's a name that as uh, kind of impresses me. Sean Duggan's another one. I like the 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 pushes that he's been making out on the recruiting trail. Names that I haven't seen a lot: Daryl Wyatt. I haven't seen his name pop up. The wide receivers coach. Haven't seen his name uh, very much. And Vince Ogabase. Uh, you know, I think he's he's already hit his goal. I think you know they've got three defensive. Uh, players already on the on the line, so he's kind of done his thing. So he deserves a lot of credit too. And speaking of Vince Ogabase, this is kind of a side tangent here. Uh, the dude can dance. Um, watching that game, there was a play in the spring game. By the way, Vince Ogabase was on the defensive side of the the field, 
and they had a fumble. I don't know if they actually called it a fumble or not, but Vince got into this dance that I was like, wow, that dude can move. And he's a you know big uh, former defensive lineman. So it was interesting to see that. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but that's, that's kind of where the coaching staff is right now. And I'm still waiting to see where Savon Huggins does because I believe that the addition of him is going to improve Boston College's recruiting because he is New Jersey. Like you have now two New Jersey guys. Now, Joe Daly was good. But he, I don't think I saw as much out of him in New Jersey as I was expecting. No, he was in, involved in a few New Jersey recruits. You know, Peter Delaportis, he was part of that. And a few other guys that came from the state, Jalen Cheeks, things like that. But I thought he could have done more. And the way that Rutgers is kind of like mopping the floor with that state right now, they needed to up their game. And I think Savion Huggins is going to be able to do that. Um, but we haven't seen him really land anyone yet because the the recruits that we've seen landed are mostly defensive linemen from some weird states, you know what I mean? Like Pennsylvania, Michigan, like kind of those awkward states. You got a couple of Massachusetts guys, and that's it. And then a Texas guy who is obviously John McNulty. So I'm waiting to see what Huggins does. I want to see how he adds to Boston College's uh, presence because if you have Jeff Halfley and Savon Huggins – in New Jersey, two really strong New Jersey guys, really, really strong. I mean, you need to know Savon Huggins, his uh, pedigree before he was a coach was he was one of the top recruits to ever come out of that state. He was a five-star running back, ended up at Rutgers, never really turned out to be, to be much, but he has a lot of capital in that state. So it'll be, I'm really interested to see what he does. But he hasn't landed anyone yet, so I can't judge him on what he's done. Now that we're into the post-spring game, a lot of these position coaches, Jeff Hathley said it after the spring game, they're going off around the country. They're going to see other schools. They're going to get out to those schools, get out to those recruits. This is where, and I mean, my goodness, on Tuesday and Monday, there are like two dozen offers already out to new recruits that Boston College hasn't been connected with. So keep your eyes open on that. Now, to wrap up our recruiting discussion, I want to talk about two recruits that land uh, put Boston College in their top eight, and uh, those are Braden Moore, a defensive back from um, Stephen T. Baden High School in Hamilton, Ohio. He had a top eight of Cincinnati, West Virginia, Pitt, Duke, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, and Boston College. Now, I'm interested to see that, you know, a lot of times when you hear recruits give their top eights, that doesn't mean that the school's going to take them. And Boston College is in on a ton of good defensive backs. And so it's going to be interesting to see where their brain is in terms of their board. Where does more fall on that? Because I'm not sure he's a take. I, You have to wait to find out about that. Now, a name that I imagine has to be a take is is four-star offensive lineman Amir Herring out of Michigan named his top eight on Monday night. Now, his top eight included Nebraska, Michigan, Michigan State, Pitt, Cincinnati, Missouri, Penn State, and Boston College. Now, compare that to Braden Moore's top eight, and you can see that this is going to be a much harder get for Boston College because Moore, I mean, uh, Herring, excuse me, his top eight has some really tough programs on it. I mean, you got Cincinnati, who is a 
playoff team. Missouri, SEC, Penn State, good team. Pitt, they won the ACC. Michigan State, Michigan, and Nebraska are all Big Ten powerhouses in his backyard. So will Boston College be in that picture? I've heard that they're not in bad shape. So I'm not going to count them out on this. It's just, it's just a lot of tough sledding there uh, to get past that group. But those are two top eights that I thought you would want to know about. And they're two at positions that BC doesn't have has not landed a commitment yet. So just keep your eyes on that. And, of course, we'll have more news as it comes along. Now, in a moment, Boston College lands their first basketball transfer. I'm going to get into what he, who he is, where he comes from, and what his role probably will be for the Eagles in 2022. Now... It's that time of the year where we're all trying to get ourselves looking good and ready for the beach. And I do it by doing eating right and eating built Bars. Now, if you tried the Puffs, I've been telling you about the Puffs for months. They are one of the best tasting built Bars bars that they've ever created. And they're protein infused marshmallows. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow, and I'm telling you, they are delicious. You gotta check them out because they have some really incredible flavors for the puffs, including yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Now, they are low calorie, high protein, and you're gonna replace all your other snacks with pro- built bars. Yes, they are that good. I do. I have one every day at 2.30, and it gives me the protein I need to get my energy going, to get through my podcast and get through all my work and be able to continue to strive and go through the end of the day. Now, they have some great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. If you think it might be good, they're going to make it, and they're going to make it good for you. So check out BuiltBar.com. I'm sorry, Built.com. And use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black here. For those of you uh, who have not checked it out yet, go back to tomorrow, yesterday's episode. We had um, a, a guest correspondent, is what I'm going to call him, Jack Coleman, who's been on our podcast. I've been on his podcast, who uh, reached out and went to uh, the Zay Flowers uh, NIL deal that he created, uh, that he landed with McGovern Auto last week. And he got a brand new $90,000 BMW uh, that he showed off. And he talked to Jack. We had an exclusive interview. So if you've not checked out the Tuesday episode, make sure after this episode you go back and listen to that because I think you're going to enjoy it. Now, Boston College landed their first transfer portal commitment on Tuesday with the addition of Mason Madsen, a 6'3 combo guard from the Cincinnati Bearcats. Now, Gad Madsen, I want to call him Gadsen. Madsen is going um going to be a very interesting addition for the Eagles because he gives something Boston College that they don't have uh, very much of on their roster. He's an outside shooter. Now, last year, Boston College was abysmal shooting from beyond the arc. You know, you had Brevin Galloway struggling. He's gone. He's in the transfer portal now. Um, but you only really had one really strong outside shooter, and that was Jaden Zachary, who came on strong near the end of the year. The rest of the team really wasn't all that good. And especially off the bench, you just didn't have anyone who could hit those big shots. That's exactly what Madsen is. Now, he didn't see much of a role his second year with Cincinnati, only averaging a little over three points per game and a, a, a rebound and a half. But his freshman year, he shot, um, he scored 6.5 points per game and three rebounds. And he shoots about, 
you know, he averages about 37% from beyond the arc. And that, I mean, it sounds bad, but that's what a, a good three-point shooter hits. Uh, so what is he going to give Boston College? Is he going to start? Probably not. I don't think, I don't see him as a starter, but he will be a very valuable uh, rotational player for the Eagles. Now, you're going to roll out probably your starting guards. Uh, you're probably going to go with a three-guard set with BC. You're going to go with the the Langford brothers and Jaden Zachary. Move those guys around. Then off of your, because they were, you know, your they're your rock, your foundation of that team. They're going to continue being that in 2022. You're not going to have a guy like Mason Madsen come in and take that over. But you look at the bench. You have two freshmen. You don't know exactly what you're going to get from those guys. But you have Donald Hand and um, Chaz Kelly. Now, Chaz Kelly is a defensive specialist. He's a guy that will do the dirty work that um, that Earl Grant wants from his defense. He's going to be a guy that you could throw out there as a sub. And I'm not sure how much he's going to play, but he'll be a guy that can do all that kind of stuff. Donald Hand, he's a, he's a volume scorer. He's a guy that's going to be able to score for you. Now, you add in a third guard. This is a smart move to get because if you're going three-guard sets, you want three guards to back up those three guards. So you have you have Hand, you have Chaz Kelly. Now you add Madsen in as well. And you have a guy off of your bench that can do some things. He's a junior heading into next year. He's played already for two seasons, so... You know, he's not a guy that, and I think he's going to have three years of eligibility because I think one of those years doesn't count because of COVID. You got a guy that can develop. Uh, he's got some swagger to him. I like I like this addition. It's not a um, massive get for BC. It's not like a guy that's going to turn the tide for Boston College. But as I've said all along when they're looking at this transfer portal, BC doesn't need that because you have most of your starting lineup from last year going back. You're not going to bench the the Langford brothers or Jaden Zachary and you're not going to bench Quinton Post. Now that four part that the 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 wing or whatever TJ Bickerstaff is playing, eh, you could you could make that argument, but I don't think that's what they're going for. You have two transfer portal slots right now. You had three uh, spots to go with. You had Makai Ashton Langford coming, at Langford coming back. He took one. Now you have Madsen taking one. What does Boston College do with that final slot? Now, based off of what I've seen, I think they're going with the big. I think you need one more big to go past Quinton Post. Not not go past. Go behind Quinton Post. Because next year, you lose James Karnick. You go Post, and then you have Armani Mighty. And I'm just saying it right now. Mighty is gonna need some time. He's gonna he'll 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 get his minutes, but he's gonna need some time because right now he I'm just guessing he's gonna get to the college level and be a foul machine. Usually, when you got a guy that's a defensive guy, which is what Mighty is, they take a little while to learn the kind of nuances of the college game because they usually go out there and they get foul, 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 and then they're out of the game. So. I think it might just be a little bit of a, of a learning curve there. So I think BC needs another experience big in there. And I know that they've made some offers to some guys out there, but I think that'll be the last spot. I don't think – and, you know, that there was buzz that Gianni Thompson entered the transfer portal. I thought that he might, but I have not seen any news to confirming this, and I don't feel comfortable reporting it because he seems like he's coming back to Boston College. So you have that one spot. You have one spot left in the transfer portal – We'll have to wait to see. You know, I believe I've heard that 
uh, transfers have to announce by May 1st if they're going to enter the portal. They don't have to make a decision at that point, but they just have to get their name in there if they want to play next year. So we'll probably know in the next couple of weeks um, who the name will be, like who who it could come from, but we won't know who it will be. Um Pretty soon, the guy will have to be in the transfer portal at that point. So, that's my our little update on BC basketball in terms of the transfer portal because it's big news. You know, you get a new name on a team that played pretty well. You hope this guy kind of fits the culture, and we'll have to wait and see. And, you know, as I said on yesterday's show, I kind of rushed through it because we didn't have a ton of time. Brevin Galloway entered the transfer portal, which surprised everyone, including Brevin Galloway, because it sounded like Brevin Galloway didn't know he had another year of eligibility left. Um, but he... I, I, all the credit to Galloway, who came across as everything he does as a class act, because he said in his, his statement that, you know, he didn't think he was part of BC's plans because he didn't think he had availability left. And he did not want to, like, impose on Boston College because they had other plans going forward and he wanted to let them do their thing. Now, absolute class Brevin Galloway was. And just again to wrap it up, because I can't. Say it enough. Like, he played with one leg all year. Yeah, his numbers weren't good. His three-point shooting was hard to watch at times. But that guy did more off the court than anyone else to set the culture, to set the example heading into the future of what Earl Grant wanted, because he knew him from College of Charlestown, Charleston, excuse me, to continue that into future seasons. He set that tone with every other player. He was a vocal leader. He was a guy that the locker room respected. And that piece will resonate long after he goes someplace else. So I think that, you know, losing Galloway isn't a big deal, but you have to acknowledge what he's done for the Boston college program. If you like where this program is going and it's, it's hard not to like what Grant did in his first year, you have to give credit to Brevin Galloway because he helped transform a locker room that was, you know, listless under Jim Christian into something special last year. So that's just my final thoughts on Brevin Galley. We'll see where he ends up. Now, in a moment, there was transfer portal news all over the place uh, for football, basketball, and women's basketball on Tuesday. I'm going to dive in and tell you all the news and nuggets you're going to want to know about for that. Now, for a big announcement, starting Thursday April 28th, tune into Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL Mock Draft special hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show all week leading up to the first pick. So check out the NFL Live Draft on the YouTube page or the Odyssey mock draft on the podcast feeds. It's all coming up and you're not going to want to miss that. Now, Rock Auto is your place to go if you want to save on car parts. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? You can just take out your computer, open up rockauto.com and save money. Well, I spend 30, 50% or even 100% more when you can head over to rockauto.com, a family business, and save and do it yourself. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto park needs. And when you do, write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I apologize if I have like a whimpering sound behind me. Right now, my dog is like running around my house, uh, freaking out because in my area near Worcester, people decide that starting the 4th of July fireworks and Memorial Day fireworks should start around mid-April and go nonstop into August. Um, and of course my dog thinks it's like, you know, the end of the world with all that noise outside. So she's freaking out right now behind me. But anyways, this is time to talk a little bit about the transfer portal. There's lots of movement and news around the transfer portal that we should get into. So first let's kick it off with women's basketball. Now, Marnell Garad, uh, from Lynn, Massachusetts, a, a great three-point shooter for the women's basketball team entered the transfer portal a couple weeks ago and she announced her commitment to her new program on Tuesday, and she is going to the SEC where she's going to play for Vanderbilt. Now, good luck to her. That's uh, the first BC transfer that has found a new team. I know that uh, Clara Ford also is in the transfer portal. I saw her at the spring game last week, so she's still around Boston College, but um, we'll have to wait to see what happens uh, with the rest of the roster, if BC adds any transfers or uh, loses any other players. I, I've heard buzz of Cam Schwartz, but I have not seen anything uh, definitive of where she's going. Also, let's go back into the transfer portal to hockey, because transfer portal news is just like, it's everything. Uh, Casey Corot, who was a uh, Boston College hockey player, has transferred to Niagara. Now, I don't know anything about Niagara hockey. I'm going to tell you that right now. So he was more of a, uh, Corot was more of a, uh, you know, third or fourth line player. He didn't play all that much, you know, filled in here or there. Not a big loss for, for the Eagles. Now, let's continue our journey down the transfer portal to men's basketball. As guard Kanye Jones, who had announced that he was entering the transfer portal, we talked about that last segment, he's got his new home. He's heading to the University of Buffalo. Now, he'll be there with former Boston College safety, Jamin Muse, who's playing for the football team. But, Kanye Jones, uh, as I said before, it just didn't seem like he fit with this program. Uh, you know, he he played for BC, but could you explain to me what he did that made him stand out? I couldn't figure it out. Um, you know, I think this is good, you know, playing for Buffalo. Buffalo's had some good basketball teams in years past. So I'm not, I'm not poo-pooing this at all because, you know, maybe he finds a good program there that can help develop him into what he needs. And it's, it's a little different than what BC can offer him. So Kanye Jones is heading off uh, to the Mac to be with Buffalo. And then this is just a little nugget. Uh, Mike Farrell, who used to uh, be a big, big wig at rivals has started his own new site called the portal report. And he, um, had a news item on Marquise Irving, a three-star, former four-star running back who rushed for 700 yards and four touchdowns during his freshman year at Minnesota and rushed for over 100 yards in three of his 11 games he played in. Well, according to Farrell, Boston College is in on him in the transfer portal. I, I don't know if that's 100% true. That's what he says. It To me, this one doesn't make sense. Now, this is just a, an item he has, and maybe he's right. But... Irving is very, very talented. If Boston College is in on him, all the power to him because you get the talented players and you bring him in. But does it match up with what Halfley has saying? No, he's from Minnesota. He played he played in Minnesota last year. Um, Halfley has said all along that he wants to develop guys. He wants guys. Uh, he only hits the transfer portal for things he needs. And earlier this spring, I mean, at the spring game, he just said, you know, maybe I'll get one or two more guys out of the transfer portal to fill some needs. 
running back to me, when I look at this roster and look at the recruiting class of 2022 coming in, does not strike me as a place of need for Boston College. You have right now Pat Garwo for a couple more years. You, Alex Inkfield is gone after this year. You have Xavier Coleman. And then you have three. Uh, you have Andre Hines, who hasn't done anything but looked pretty good, I thought, during the spring game. And then you have three freshmen coming in. You have Cam Barfield, Alex Broom, and C.J. Klingscales. So where does another running back fit in there? You have six guys, at least, that could play. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record to say that I I do doubt that all three freshmen that are coming in are gonna be running backs. You could easily see maybe someone like Clink Scales moving over to either wide receiver or defensive back. They you know I just three running backs in one class just seems weird to me. So I'm not sure that happens. So maybe you just say two. If that is the case, if I'm right on with that, then Marquise Irving makes a lot of sense. You know to add that guy, but. That also you also have to add in the factor of where are they at with the class of twenty twenty three running backs and they've at, they've offered quite a few really good ones, so I'm gonna say that this is this is there's a lot of smoke on this uh, like a lot of um, mirrors on this one I don't think it's true I don't I don't see them really going for him, um, but we'll keep an eye on it I mean we'll see where you know if he visits if uh, he has a top list or anything like that. His name is Marquise Irving, and we'll keep our eye open for that one. Now, tomorrow's show, we're going to get into some more news about BC football. We'll look at some more um, basketball coverage and anything that happens over the next couple days. We'll make sure we get into that. Uh, So check out our episode tomorrow. We're still in five days a week, and I'm telling you, we got a lot to get into uh, over the next couple weeks because – the NFL draft is coming up tomorrow. We can look at uh, some of the placements that I saw for um, Zion Johnson and where we think he may end up and all sorts of other things that you're going to want to know about. Follow me on Twitter at LockedOnBC at AJBlack underscore BC. And make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. You can check out our interview with Zay Flowers yesterday. And I'm going to leave this episode by telling you I'm working on another big episode, uh, interview that I will be doing this should be coming up in about a week and a half that you're going to want to make sure that you subscribe to Locked On Boston College anywhere you find your podcast because this is one you're not going to want to miss. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you again soon.